Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So you can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Come on, kids, now gather around. Grab along and sit right down. What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Mero Climo. Are you able to like play some calming... Ch- oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Oh, yep, I feel right. I feel set. What? How are you? What? <laughs> you're... you're, you're you were like toggling oh, just, your fingers yeah, in the air. Yeah, what you saw was me accessing my core power. Oh. I just I, found it. You just found the core power? Yep. I'm not going to leave it here. Uh, Please don't. How are you first focusing on the needs of my partner <laughs> instead of myself? Well, that's a new one. Yep. Um, I'm really good, actually. I'm having a great day. You are you are dressed in floral. You look bright. You look beautiful. Thank you. Have you not? Have you been drinking less alcohol? Yeah. I can see it in your fucking face. It By looks a lot. great. Yeah. yeah, I can tell. I actually quit completely. Really? Yeah, I just It decided. suits you. Thanks. I'm being serious. Your eyes are like are Is this coming giant. out of nowhere? No, no, no. This is because I just I feel like you you seem like lighter and brighter when you don't drink. Yeah. I, I mean it. I'm trying to get trim. Yeah. I'm gonna trim it up. Plus the last time I was here and you were drunk and then that I wasn't whole punching drunk. black eye. Oh Jesus. So we don't joke about that. If we someone's don't. hurting you, call Papa John's. Or write uh, oh, Campfire Shit Show. Yeah. Info at Campfire Show. <laughs> We're the worst like, PSAs ever. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm leading a double life lately. Do you? And I want to tell you that. I want to hear it. Okay. So I spend half of the week in Los Angeles. Right. City of the dreams, city of the <laughs> angels. <laughs> and then the other half in northern Mexico, San Diego. Oh, boy. I know. This is not to slander San Diego. I'm just Oh, right. You started out like that. It's not to slander northern Mexico. And nothing against Mexico. Right. It's great. Uh, I love Mexico. Exactly. Mexico is great. And northern Mexico, San Diego is wonderful as well. So I have noticed... I like I I want to say this, but I don't want to insult San Diegans. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my experience this week alone in San Diego was I'm gonna sound very annoying, but Tuesday I was having dinner with some friends in Beverly Hills. Okay. And the conversations was such that one of uh, the pers- people that I was with, their company had just like acquired Netflix, and I'm not name dropping. I'm not company dropping. I'm just telling you the different tones of the conversations. Okay. Oh, God, so you were stressing me out. So you were having, you were sitting there eating so oysters the, with your people. How pe- did you know? Exactly. Oh, my God. The oysters had, like, they were decorated with, like, little gold trim, too. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> this, is, this is how, this is, this is the life. This my, is a joke. This is a facade. You're living in a facade world. Both Just, are, no matter what, we're living in a facade. So I'm going to have a facade okay, with like fine. a cocktail with I know, but like, how do you do that and then act like any issue is important? Like, it like, is. Acquiring Netflix is important. Okay. Acqu- all right. It's and financially, then yes. When I was in the restroom, I heard uh, a First lady, off, nobody acquired Netflix. That's what I'm going to tell you. Nobody acquired. Acquired the business of Netflix. Okay. So they got them as a client doing what? Correct. Serving s- sparklets water? No, like what? No, what? No. It was like a financial deal. I can't really disclose it because yeah, it's. it's you're, you're making it something it isn't, I'm sure. 
I'm sure. I, it sounded fancy. Yeah, like and that's all that. And that's you. As long as it sounds fancy, it must oh, be. Oh, sorry, fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I say it differently now. <laughs> and my cocktail had a rosemary sprig in it. Okay. And everything right. was just flowing. It was beautiful. Oh, yeah. I went to the restroom and, once again, don't mean to name drop, but someone was on the phone telling someone, yes, and guess who just said they're coming? Alyssa Milano. So just giving you a little bit, a taste. Somebody's on the will. phone. Saying Alyssa you're Milano's overhearing coming to them their party. And, they're like, and guess who else? M- Alyssa Milano. It's yep. like, yeah, these people are, okay. It's vapid. It's wonderful. It's Then awful. I come home to San Diego. Yeah. I sat in a dinner party for about an hour and a half, and I'm not joking, where people talked about the different types of meat that they used during Taco Tuesday. And I thought about taking the knife and stabbing both of my eyes out and handing them my eyeballs to use as meat for the next Taco (laughs) Tuesday. It was like, and I was just going to, I wanted to just tape the both conversations and be like, this is the exciting news here. Like, this is why. Yes, I I know celebrity news happens in San Diego and taco news happens in LA, but it's just the difference of conversation i sound really assholeish and i know that yeah thank goodness but i just wanted to tell you that i don't care about people's turkey meat i don't care about your ground beef you care about Alyssa milano going to someone else's party yes it's just i don't need to talk about you sound like so ridiculous even just having taco tuesday is like a limiting reality okay and i don't want to limit i want to expand you you are definitely expanding (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mom please don't text me i haven't gone up in weight please 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 <laughs> everything's fine <laughs> daddy loves me <laughs> anyway you, wait 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 didn't you say your mom sent you a dress yes oh because because i was making fun of your outfit and so you got a, a dress sent to you in the mail by your mom she told me that she feels bad when you rag on me no pun intended for how i dress i feel bad for her when she's wearing rags you exactly know? From rags to ridges, <laughs> the Meryl Clevos story. <laughs> Just me in L.A. with like oysters all over myself. With you in L.A., it's like from rags to bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, okay, so we have a very special guest today. Uh-huh. You guys may have heard of Enneagrams. It's a personality archetype uh, system where you can kind of discover more about yourself and others. Yeah. It's sweeping the nation right now. It is. And so, but when I talked about it. And yeah. And we decided we were going to do it. And so yeah. we were sent the application, which uh, includes 140 questions that are specific to your personality. Yep. You answer those. We sent that off to the system database, the beep bop boop, boops boop, in, the, boop. yeah, in the air. <laughs> and uh, we had our good friend, Christine, uh, analyze it, who is a absolute expert expert yes yeah. we were lucky to find her oh she's awesome she is kind of like the it lady in enneagrams and some yeah. other personal development so this week we're gonna unzip the sleeping bag and jump in so come join us with christine tomasello <laughs> So, Christine, how yes, are you? I'm well, thank you. Oh, I'm excited awesome. to be here. And I just want to preface all of this by saying um, I sent your reports to each of you, but mm-hmm. you don't know what each other is. Right. Unless Ooh. you talked about it. We did it. not no. talk about no. it. We, we made sure that we didn't say anything. Great. We kind of were hoping that you would just like kick our ass a bit about it. And well, I will tell you that there's something very shocking about the results for you two that I've never encountered before. <gasps> really? Oh, my gosh. Dun, okay. Dun, dun, dun. So, uh, so let's get the results yes. of us. Let's just start right out of the gate kind of and get our results and then we'll go into what each uh, number is. I'm so nervous. What uh. if he's not the dad? <laughs> <laughs> what if I find out that I'm pregnant from this test? I'm like, wait, I, th- I thought I was just like fun loving. Like, wrong kind of test. Wrong kind of test. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so what do you got for us? Okay, so this is exciting. I love doing this review. Me too. With I'm sweating. Okay, so Meryl, your highest type. So this would say this is most likely your most dominant type is the type seven, the enthusiast, which is a very fun and exciting type. And we'll get to why later. Um, But your score with that was a 29, which is really almost off the charts. The next one down for you is the type three, the achiever. And it drops all the way from 29 out of seven to 20 for the three. And then after that, it's the helper and the investigator and the peacemaker. And from there, it just keeps going lower and lower and lower, meaning you have kind of less of those types in you as it goes down. Okay. So what's my least, what's my like least your least is type one, the reformer. Okay, so we'll so, hear about that later. Yeah, that which t- is interesting because um, the reformer has a lot of rigidity. And so that is not, She's not rigid really well with the no. seven. So it's not surprising that that's your least. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the re- that's, I'm right. so excited. Do, so me, do me, do me, do me. Okay, are you ready, Bo? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Okay, cool. So your highest type, shockingly, is also the type seven. 
<laughs> which is interesting that both of you do this and we're you not the same, same type. We're not the same. <laughs> you had a, um, a score of a 25 with a seven. And then your next highest type is type two, the helper, which was a score of 21. So those type, um, those scores are a little bit closer, yeah. which just keep that in mind as we okay. go through. Okay. That, that may mean something. It may not mean something. Okay. Um, and then from there you go to type eight, the challenger at 19 and type one, the reformer at 16. So your <gasps> lowest type was type one. Your uh, reformer uh, is right in the middle. Uh, uh, we have to keep our ones away from each other. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there, it keeps going lower and lower. And then your um, very lowest score is type six, the loyalist. So you're not very loyal. That's not Thank true. You so much, you Don't say that. <laughs> Just kidding. Wow. All right. All oh my right. gosh. So we should, we'll post our, uh, we'll post these, a screenshot of these yeah. on our Instagram stories too. Yeah. So people can see for themselves. And then when you guys take the test, you can match up what Absolutely. you are to us. All right. Well, well, Christine, let's get into what each, each one number. Means. Let's yeah. do it. Be <laughs> honest. I looked at mine, like at what mine was a little bit. Did you? Yeah. I read over it okay. and I was like, okay, I can see that the way I answer the questions that this would be the response. This would be the, the results. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Uh, now that being said, like as I was taking it, I was like, Huh, because some of the questions become uh, like you, you, you see a repetition, right? The same question comes up. Oh, yeah. A Basically, little bit are different. you selfish? Or are you? But what I love what I love about this and, and this is, again, in pure Merrill fashion. She's like, did you take your test yet? I'm like, no, I haven't taken. I got to sit down. Um, I went to log in and it says it takes about 40 minutes and I want to make sure I gave it my full attention. Meryl's like, oh, no, it took me like eight minutes. I'm like, what? <laughs> because and I she, know myself so quickly and thoroughly uh, right. that I can be no, like, yes, yes, yes. Because you're yes, just yes. like, click, 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 click. No, no, it's because okay. I know myself really. So I took the 40 minutes. I made sure that I. Oh, my Did you then, really take 40 minutes? No, it probably was less. Maybe was, like 15, 20. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. about it average. It was probably 20. Yeah. And, and it, then there was only one time that, you know, you could answer the questions. It's online. And you answer the questions. And there was one time that I clicked back oh, and changed oh. my answer one time. Ooh. And I was like, uh-oh, this probably comes up in the results. Like, oh, but he, he, he second-guessed himself. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about the test itself. And about like what you are doing with that. Sure. So, um, so this personality system is called the Enneagram and it was started long, long, long time ago, but it's kind of in its current iteration has been around for, I would say about 40 or 50 years. Um, wow. my kind of go-to place for everything Enneagram related is the Enneagram Institute. I've studied with them a little bit. Um, so anything that I talk about comes like directly from them. It's not anything I've made up. And um, there are other Enneagram sources out there. And I really tend, I'm kind of a purist when it comes to it. So I really stick with the Enneagram Institute. Okay. So um, let me first spell it for people and then mm -hmm. tell people yeah. where they can go to learn more. That's can great. I jump in with that? Yep. Perfect. So it's spelled um, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. So Enneagram. And it means nine points. It's literally what it means huh. in Greek, blah, blah, blah. And you can go to enneagraminstitute.com to learn more about it and to take the test that Marilyn Bo took. Oh. I love it. Yeah. I, I was thinking enneagram mean like share your results on Instagram, but that meant, like they're trying to make it modern and just add gram to everything. Like, no, it's like gram, like parallelogram, like uh, enneagram is like nine points. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I just have to ask too. I know you said the enneagram institute is kind of like the purists, like where you start. The really popular book that's out now is is that in conjunction with that, or is that something separate? Which book is that? Um, it's the is it the Road Back to You or something? Have you heard of that one? I have or not even have heard it? of that. Okay, no. something. It's some, it's called something like. Like, I think it's called like the road back to you or that's how I, I like once we booked you for our podcast then I was on the beach with some friends and they were reading a book like called the does road it have back a green cover yeah yeah oh okay I have that book I'm like two chapters in and that's really unique um if it's the book I'm thinking of that I'm blanking completely on the name right now it's um about couples in the Enneagram okay I think that's what mm -hmm. it is too. Yep. Mm -hmm. so really? that's not so the Enneagram Institute is Russ Hudson and Don Riso who Don Riso unfortunately has since passed and they've written a ton of books my bible is the Enneagram um, the wisdom of the Enneagram so that's kind of where I tell people to start if you want to do a mm. big deep dive and it's like three inches thick and it's a lot of information um, they've written a bunch of other books but I haven't spent much time with those I mostly just stay either on their website or with trainings or with um the wisdom of the Enneagram book. Nice. And is there a belief that we all have our like specific Enneagram numbers? Like why is it nine or, or why is like, why is that? Is that like a universe 
type thing or like even like God type thing, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of history around the Enneagram and where it came from and how it was developed. And I'm not crystal clear on it. So I don't really speak to that because I don't want to get my information mixed up. But I would tell people to go to the Enneagram Institute to really go into like the deeper spiritual components of it. Mm -hmm. But the research that they have is um, that there are these nine distinct personality types. So so let me just start by saying the system is built on the idea that um, there are nine different personality beings so to speak or personality styles we all have all nine within us but we have one that's the most dominant so that's the important part to know is you might relate to a bunch of the different types but you have one that's kind of the the lens or the glasses that you see the world through if that makes sense yeah. yes now people ask me a lot like nature or nurture how much does it matter yeah, is that yeah, a yeah. question basically like like if uh if you have a kid with someone are the chances higher for it to be a four or you know if you take two sevens together are you definitely going to have like a three or you know something like that no, no so um it's it's not depend it's not hereditary at all it doesn't depend on what your parents are um the the way that they talk about it and when I say they I'm talking like the Enneagram Institute you're born with a certain type that is most dominant so you're hardwired that way so what your dominant type is it's completely nature now how that shows up in your life and how you kind of engage with that type is going to be very dependent on your early childhood experiences mm -hmm. and how your parents raised you and different things like that so there's the nature component uh -huh. but when you get to the crux of what your dominant type is it's totally I mean there's the nurture component it's totally the nature part that um, determines what your dominant type is does that make sense yeah, yeah. it does yeah and the thing to keep in mind or the thing to know is that each type has its very own um, very specific fundamental needs so there's the basic desire and the basic fear for each type and that's what really becomes the lens that we see the world through and that becomes what um, is important to us and kind of what we're seeking out from the world oh that's really interesting like if we could all take the same action but we did not we could have nine different reasons for doing it like that's, that's <laughs> like the fundamental part that i always want people to get when i first start talking about wow. it is you can look at two different people and they might be be behaving the exact same way they might have a total um same style of doing things but the reason underneath for it could be totally different wow. hmm. now okay because i'm also really nuts i believe a lot in astrology uh so that's the kind of thing is like I'm wondering if my numbers will coincide with like the fact that I'm a Leo or like like Bo's a Virgo and so I'm like he's gonna have like I feel like certain numbers so can you also look at the numbers and be like oh my gosh what a Capricorn or no, no. So not this, at all does this in your mind does this kind of wipe out the like no uh, no okay no it doesn't wipe it out at all I think that all of these things um, complement each other very much it's my belief that the Enneagram um, gets to like the core essence of who you are though it to me it explains the why why are you the way you are well because you have these fundamental needs that are really unique to your type now that doesn't mean that your astrological sign or your Myers-Briggs sign or any of that is not going to play into it but I feel like all of those things are kind of stacked on top of what your interesting type mm. is really really interesting mm -hmm. okay what's your secret favorite type do you have one because oh that's the one I want to be what's your if you if you had to like pick a make if there was like if they were making like a clone of someone and they're like inject an Enneagram number what do you think is like the best so I will say that there's no favorite type. That oh, I have come on. No. Come on. You're such a two. You're acting like a two. <laughs> Are you a two? I'm a two. Oh, my God. <laughs> And, oh my god, that's really funny! I didn't know that at all. That's so, oh. I'm like, how did you know? I don't. That's so weird. I didn't know that at all. That, You're a two. I was just feeling. I could pick up vibes because I'm a Leo, and yeah. uh, whatever number I am, I forget already. But well, so here's a couple. You're totally spot on, and I think that you have some. Um, you have some insights that you don't know you have because the thing that I said, like, oh my gosh, there's something about you two that I've never worked with before. Yeah, you've already said it. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh. Do you know? Do you remember what you said? Um. No, I said a lot of things. I don't know. What <laughs> you just said something about you're like, blah, 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 blah. And like, you know, what if we're both a seven? You're both the same type. What? <laughs> oh, even though we're like wildly different. Yeah, you both are the same type. And I've never worked with a team where like the two people are the exact same type. Oh, my mm -hmm. God. I won't believe this. My mind is there blown. There is no way we're both the same thing. <laughs> you are. You're my no, type. No, la, la, no. La, la, la. I'm uh I'm the CEO at the top of the building and Meryl's at the bottom outside asking for change. That's the what? different types that we are. Those are our different types. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, but what exactly. I, say, I was going to say, that's, like, I feel like that actually has like nothing to do with anything. Like, I know, you know what I mean. But also Bo comes from a lot of bullying that he never got therapy for. <laughs> 
and it, he has a little bit of a fractured childhood no, where I live I, in support. <laughs> but we also have love for each other. So also when he says these types of things, I take it with like a grain of sea, Himalayan sea salt because okay. I am not outside. I'm at I, Whole Foods all right. FaceTiming you from the CEO suite. <laughs> Shitting your pants. Oh my yeah. God, we're so funny. We're both sevens. Okay. Yeah, okay. So this is crazy. Well, let's get into okay, that. Yeah, let's yeah, get into let's that. Reveal let's reveal our... So, so you want to talk about the different types or... Do sure. You, yeah, okay. So let me give a quick breakdown and sure. I will try to do this as quickly as I can because there's nine. So even if I spend like three minutes on each type, yeah. we're going to be here for like yeah, hours. Yeah. Right, That's right, right. Um, So type one is called the reformer and essentially the reformer... Um, operates in this really clear black and white world uh they think that it's their job to kind of correct everything in the world so i always say the reformer is born with this rule book of how the re um how the world should work and none of the rest of us are born with oh that rule book. so we drive them crazy yeah oh. because they're really rigid they just it's very clear to them the right way to do things and the yeah. wrong oh way my to God. do things that ones like would someone, hate me i was just gonna say that sounds like someone with asperger's too i was someone just gonna say got a very I, honestly clear that's really um i have a co-worker that was a one and his like father has Asperger's. So that's really yeah. funny you should say that because I thought of this one per was one coworker who like was like really did not like me, but I think it was because I like unsettled his whole world a little totally. bit. Totally. Yeah. And sevens and ones can have a really difficult time because sevens are all about possibility. They're all about like, let's just experience everything. And I don't want to make a decision because then I'm going to cut myself off from all these other yes. options that yeah. might happen. Yeah. So we'll get to that. Oh my gosh. So um, one of the things to know about all of the different types, and this goes back to why I said no type is my favorite because um, obviously, you know, I'm going to say the PC thing where every type adds value mm -hmm. and everything has, you know, every type has good things sure, and bad things. Sure. But the thing to know is that the Enneagram um, says that each type operates on a spectrum from healthy to average to unhealthy. So that's where we really start to get into like what my favorite types are. Like I really like healthy people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't care what type you are, but I like you when you're operating more in this healthy space or gotcha. like the upper average. Because gotcha. when you start to slide down that spectrum and go more into the lower average or the unhealthy place, that's when a lot of our really self sabotaging behavior like the shadow side almost so bingo yeah, yeah so like a one a really healthy one would be good in a company to kind of weigh the options but an exactly. unhealthy one would be like no i'm not participating in life like god you get this <laughs> the, and the cool thing is that so so i i do enneagram 101 with people just <gasps> to kind of get, say like let's just get started because there are so many layers of this onion that we could pull, um, pull back but the thing to know is that there's kind of these interrelationships between all the nine different types so ones tend to take on some of the positive traits of another type when they're in a really healthy space mm. and they tend to take on the positive traits of a seven so there is a relationship between ones and sevens okay. and they can be more free and more open and more kind of carefree when they're in a really healthy space now they go to a really unhealthy space and get really really rigid and really kind of mired down into the the weeds of things um the 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 evidence for one not the evidence but the um the thing for ones when is like the indicator that they're going into really unhealthy space is when they feel like it's their job to save the world and to correct every right. I, I mean, correct every, every wrong. wrong. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So we went into a deep dive with ones. We won't do that with the rest of the. Oh no, okay. no, no, problem, we, no problem. Honestly, truly, this is so <laughs> interesting yeah, to us. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, this so, is very interesting. So um, type two are the helpers. That's me. And the helpers are really, um, they're very enthusiastic they like to be connected to people the thing that's most important to the helper is relationships so whereas the one really needs to make sure that everything is operating correctly the twos really just need to be connected to people so um for us twos you know we're very um, demonstrative with our feelings we really like to be attuned to people we're usually pretty intuitive and can kind of get a sense of like what people need mm -hmm. we're also very people pleasing we can be very codependent we are very good at putting our needs aside and making sure other people are happy and then we get resentful and pissed off about uh -huh. it yeah and so that's not like you can see the spectrum okay. so the three is the achiever the achiever is all about what they can accomplish in the world they are very goal-driven they like to be the shining stars they like to to walk into a room and be kind of the standout like they're chameleon like so they can walk into a party and kind of get a sense of like what's missing here and who can I what personality can I take on so that I stand out in the crowd See, I kind of feel like a three wow. two the other thing too is the, the well the other day I told Meryl's Bo, like I'm a one through ten like or other, one through nine like when I was driving I had this thing where I'm like I 
I'm a little bit more like achievement oriented than relationship oriented. Mm-hmm. Almost like sometimes my achievements, I feel like I'd rather almost achieve things for like a month and then like not even connect with people sometimes Interesting. Or, which is like, which is not which is like doesn't probably is not a seven but the other day I thought like wow I value achievement over relationships do I, you value achievement or do you value the opportunity to get to explore new things and do that, things that are fun yeah 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 that thing yeah, that's yeah. the seven <laughs> <laughs> what if I just lit off like a confetti cannon <laughs> <laughs> that's not achievement that's oh, yeah. experience <laughs> maybe it's not achievement yeah maybe it's uh. not like the Nobel Peace Prize it's just more like a new sushi restaurant in West Hollywood or something <laughs> You're such a seven. I love it. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. So then, and then I just want to say like with these jobs, like, or with these numbers, like what would be a perfect job for a two and, or a three? Like what would be like a, like would we find nurses to be a two? Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends. A nurse can, uh, oftentimes a two can be a nurse because they want to help. They, you know, the whole thing with twos is we want to be of service to other people. So like if you put me in a room and I can't connect with people and I can't be of service to people, like I'll totally melt down because I don't know who I am if it's not in relation to being a helper, to being helpful to other people are, are you in a relationship i'm not okay i yeah. was just going to ask how that is in a relationship when you are in one it can get it can get dicey she's because really yeah, because you're a people pleaser yes. and then that turns into you probably put the other person ahead of you exactly and then you wake up one day and go this person isn't even aware of who i am and exactly. the, they don't do anything for me yeah oh my god is there i've definitely been in those relationships that's why i'm like it, so I, I think we're very two-ish yes. is there an enneagram dating site there should, there should be. But again, do it. Let's start it. Right. But see, again, it goes back to the healthy, average, unhealthy piece. So mm. you can have two types that you think. Um, kind of on the surface level would not be compatible at all and would drive each other crazy like a one and a seven but if they're both pretty healthy they can have a really solid relationship yeah, plus what would that site be it would be like oh we're gonna pair you up with a two and a another two or a two no and no, a, no you can five you can say what you're looking for you're like i'm a i'm feeling like a healthy two today i and feel then like, like you would be cutting a lot of people out that yes. were just it's a bad idea forget it we're caging it we're caging it no. I just sold the company. I just <laughs> made millions. Okay, you're so the I CEO up there, and I'm yeah. outside asking for money. Exactly. <laughs> I totally see this happening. Okay, so that okay. was a three. So that's a three. Yeah. Okay. And so the the problem with threes where they get into trouble is they tend to collapse who they are as a human being with what they've oh, achieved in the world. Okay. Oh. So if you ask them to separate those two, it's like they can't identify their worth or their value I unless see. it's in relation to what they've accomplished. I and see. that's also probably like a CEO that uh, like their company fold and then they have to like and then they end up like jumping off the window or something because they have no identity exactly yeah yeah exactly their identity is very wrapped up in that and when i was doing this in the corporate world because we did the enneagram with a lot with executive teams and ceos and stuff um I found that a lot of CEOs, they were mostly ones, threes, or eights, which eights are the challengers, and we'll get to that. So wow. there's definitely kind of a type for a leadership role. Huh. It doesn't mean you have to be that type. I think it means that they're just most drawn to stepping into the, right. the helm of the ship, so to speak. Right. Yes. Okay. Are we ready to move yeah. on? Yeah. Okay, so number four is the individualist. The individualist is like the artistic, romantic type. So they are very connected to their feelings. Of all the types, they're the ones that are most in tune with what's going on internally, and they're the most expressive of that. So they don't suppress their emotions at all. Um, I love fours, and I think that we as a society have a lot to learn from fours because mm-hmm. they are very attuned to um, what their own personal needs are and they don't hesitate to get their personal needs hmm. met. Now, as a two, I look at that and I'm like, dude, I'm so jealous. Like, I don't even know how you go about doing that. But it's really interesting because they are able to put what they want out in the world and what they need out in the world and it causes them pain and there's a lot of grief that comes along with a four. That, you know, they definitely have that kind of... Um, Tortured that, soul. like mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm picturing like a singer, like, like I'm picturing like a Tori Amos or someone yes. that's able to like... <laughs> I know I'm a little fair tortured girl. creative. I love uh, Tori Amos is so beautiful, but like, like something like that where they put it out, but then we're able to connect exactly. in a way. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I think fours can speak to our soul a lot because they tap into a part of us that we, the rest of the numbers, the rest of the types don't really connect to because we're not necessarily comfortable going to that vulnerable right. space. Yep. I totally get that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, fours have a hard time. I, they're not always written about in the most positive light because they can be very, very emotional. They can be very, um, difficult when they're in the, the average or unhealthy space because they can't always contain their emotions. And so they kind of get a bad rap sometimes. So I'm almost picturing like an unhealthy four is someone that has like drug addiction, you know, that like patches up their yeah. pain with, they can be pretty volatile. 
And mm-hmm. I, I, ha- I say this having some fours and that I love and, and respect them a lot. And I've talked to them a lot about how painful it is to read about being a four because there's a lot of shame that gets wrapped up in it. Because like I said, it's not always presented in the best light, even when it talks about their strengths. So I think that, that there's still a lot to learn about fours and what they bring to the world because they're so special. Do you find that fours feel like they have a, like a deficit? Because I was reading a little about that. Is that true? Okay, yeah. really? See, I was picturing I know someone that's a four and I feel like this person will, will forever believe that they're in like deficit no matter what could happen they operate from a world of still not feeling like they feel distanced from everyone else because like but I'm like no you're like achieving a lot no but that's how they're wired fours the the kind of the trap that fours fall into like so for twos I fall into the trap of ignoring my needs and being codependent and um, getting resentful and stuff the trap that fours fall into is feeling like there's something fundamentally wrong or broken with them so they just fundamentally feel like there's something missing and they're always I think that's part of the artistic piece they're always searching for how do I fill this because there's a part of my soul that's just not there how do I fill that up so the next one is five tell us about five yeah let me get the papers because fives are the ones that I've dealt the least amount with and okay. you'll kind of get why okay as soon as i explain it You're like fives are the mass murderers um oh really so five uh <laughs> five are a little dicey so fives are the investigators and they are the types um that need relationship and connection with people the least so they're okay. very independent very autonomous they like to live in this world inside their head they love ideas they love breaking things down like i always imagine the coder who's totally happy spending the whole day in his cubicle with his headset on yeah. Yeah. totally coding away doesn't have any desire to connect with anybody else um, the thing that they're really great about is um, they like to understand how things work. They like to be able to dive in and really figure things out and kind of get a sense of like the breakdown of things. So they love to have ideas. They love to have knowledge. Their biggest fear, the thing that kind of scares them the most is um, of being helpless. So it's like they use that knowledge and that understanding of how things work to feel safe and protected. Like they arm themselves with information. So sixes are the loyalists. The loyalists are um, clearly very loyal to people. They're also loyal to ideas and they're loyal to um, kind of feeling like that uh, they know their place in the world, if that makes sense. So the thing about sixes is they are very smart. They Similar to ones, they're very logical, linear thinkers. They need a plan. They need to go step A, step B, step C, step, step D. Their whole need in the world is feeling safe and secure. So it's like kind of they create this whole world for themselves where they can feel like things are okay. I always say sixes have backup plans to their backup plans. Really? Totally, yeah. So if you know somebody who's like, oh my God, well, what are, like we need to have the map and I need to know what the directions are and I need to know exactly how long it's going to take for us to get to here mm. to there because the reservations are at 730 uh. and what if there's uh, an accident so we should really oh leave early gosh. and we better leave like we need to meet 20 minutes ahead of time so we can get in the car like they're probably a six because they need to have everything taken care of they need to make sure that everything like every I is dotted every T is crossed so they can feel safe otherwise they're going to freak the fuck out I feel like sixes <laughs> are also there's a lot of sixes that are moms in like the bake sale groups yes. or like they're the moms that are like but what will we do at 4 p.m. and how, who's going to pick up the banner right. I don't, right. oh my gosh I can't deal with that kind of exactly. stuff like one thing to keep in mind you know I was just looking at this uh, every person has uh, when you take this test it, the results give you the number that you are the most of and then it goes through all nine to include each one to say like oh you're a you know I started a seven and then my next step down is a two so those are my two strong types and then everything else kind of like trickles down but it includes them all mm-hmm. like you have those parts everybody we all have does that. yeah there's parts that need to right. know the plan and, and so in that- my case I don't know you should check two Meryl but I'm the last thing on my list is the type six is the loyalist so that, so you're that, least that. I'm the Which least is so weird because I you're very like, like I can always count on you to have all the details and everything. Okay, but we'll go into uh, yeah. uh, to ours Where do you come in later. as a six? Well, I want to do ours later. Well, I, oh, really? I just, as wow, we're going. she has a plan, even yeah. though I you're plan. so not plan-oriented. Like, six is her third one. Um, my last one is the reformer, number eight, which okay. we'll hear from. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We'll Where hear do you come in one. on six? That's what I'm asking. On six. Uh, the third to last. Third to last. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're both talking about the number as they go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the, the the funny thing about sixes is um, the way that I heard it described from the Enneagram Institute is that they have PTSD like all the time. They have pre-traumatic stress disorder. So they're always going to worry and fret about everything that could possibly go wrong. Oh man, I know sixes. <laughs> I know strong sixes. Yes. I do. 
sixes would be the one in the horror movie that are like, I'm going to get killed. Or like they. <laughs> but here's the thing. If, if the world's going to hell and like shit happens, I want to be with a one and with a six and with an eight. Like, I don't want to be with a seven. No offense, guys. <laughs> I don't want to be with the two because we're not going to know what the fuck to do. We're just going to want to make sure everyone is comfortable. Sorry. Can I swear? Oh, on yeah. This? We're called okay. campfire shit show. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. You're yep. required to swear on this podcast. Oh, my gosh. I love that a two asks if they could curse because I feel like a seven, <laughs> I would just come in wearing a shirt that says like. <laughs> Like cocksucker or something. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, but no, sixes are, um, they're amazing because they have their shit together more than any other type. Like they have their shit too. I feel like I'd be friends with a six. I like Mm -hmm. sixes. Yeah. Sixes and sevens can um, have a hard time working together sometimes because their needs are polar opposite. Sixes need to have a plan and sevens are like, do not box me in at all. Do not force me to go in any certain direction. Let me just kind of like figure it out as I go yeah so would sixes in relationships be worried that their partner is gonna like leave them and stuff or or are they just like they want to know when are we getting married when are we they want yeah they want they want the plan okay so they're not like Hmm. the crazy oh like possessive type they're more that's more two okay to help or or that they need so if you met someone that was a six slash two Mm -hmm. you should run like hell no 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 because they're gonna have a plan for you oh I, I would run like hell. You would run like hell. <laughs> I'd rather, for me, like ones I'd run from. Because yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm like, my kryptonite is like the one mentality. The rigidity. But yeah, sixes yeah, yeah. also have the rigidity. Because, see, and this is where you have to kind of understand the motivation of it. Ones have rigidity in things because they have this invisible rule book about how the world should work. And when we don't do it according to their rule oh book. Gosh. And it's not their rules. They didn't make them up. They just think that this is like the the universe's rules does that make sense yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and how so things should exactly. be exactly but sixes have rigidity because their safety and their sense of security in the world is dependent on the plan that they can create so they have rigidity because it freaks them out too much it it pulls the rug out from underneath uh-huh. them if the plan goes away ah oh. Okay. So it's so interesting. very different. Oh my gosh, so interesting. So now we're at the sevens. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. The sevens are the enthusiasts. The sevens are very vibrant. They're very versatile. They love everything about possibility and new experiences. Um, they're very much kind of the grass is always greener type things. So they tend to get into trouble because they don't like for any of the options to be separated from them. Like they want to be able yeah. to experience everything. So it can be very difficult for a seven to settle in and make a decision because then they're cutting themselves off from all these other possibilities that are out there so like the basic desire that they have is literally possibility it's option it's the ability to try new things yes the basic fear they have is of being trapped in a corner Mm -hmm. it's like to them being trapped in a corner is like annihilation it's like it'll totally blow their world up if they're not able to connect with all of these different possibilities that excite them Wow. Does that Which sound is, familiar? That sounds, oh my God. See, for me, that's like spot, spot, spot on. Like yeah. I like to have options and I, if I present something and someone says like, no, then that just makes me want to like move away from them because totally. I like to hear like maybe, but, and like instead of different, like options is yeah. what I like. I like def- different options. Totally. And, like I feel like I see eight different versions of my life where like one, I'll move to Italy when I'm 52. One, I'll like be in West Hollywood. One, I'll stay here in San Diego. Like, so that's the other thing too, is I never quite know like my path because I picture like 17 different right and, and you, you don't necessarily need a path like sevens can be very intuitive in creating their future they just kind of like go with what their heart and their gut is telling them to go with whereas a six is going to have everything planned out very in a very linear process yeah um sevens like I said they have that kind of grass is always greener type thing so they can fall into the problem of not completing things not pushing things over through the finish line because they yeah. might do something 60, 70, 80%. And then they, they're like, they get bored with it. Yes. They're like, let me jump to something else. So they yeah. never, they can have all these unfinished projects in their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like, and then an unhealthy seven. Uh, so sevens are, are they also kind of thriving connection or like, <coughs> Sevens do like to connect with people more than that, though. They um, they kind of see it as their role to be the life of the party. So if you go into any sort of like social circumstance, um, sevens tend to automatically take on the role to be kind of like the, the person that's like the cheerleader and they get the energy up and they're kind of like the ones who are like, making sure everybody's not a two where making sure everyone's needs are met, but more making sure everybody's having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I wanted to, yes, go ahead. I, well, I just want to, I have a question for you, because yeah. you feel a little bit torn between the seven and the two. Right. So if we think about the fundamental needs of each, mm-hmm. I'm curious, what is more important to you? Like in your heart of hearts in the essence of who you are, are you more about possibility and excitement and new opportunity? Or are you more about connecting with people and having relationships and feeling like, 
other people get you and you get other people on a deeper level. See, I'm, that's why I keep looking at my score. And, and I was just going to say that is, you know, each score or each type has an amount. Is it the amount of questions that you answered or is it a, no, out of a hundred? No, it's like your score. Is yeah, it I out of a hundred? I don't know. I've never So my score <laughs> on the seven is 25. Which is pretty high. And then my, my score on the type two is 21, which mm-hmm. is only four away. And I was going to ask Meryl, like, what is your difference in numbers? So your first one has a number beside it. Mm-hmm. 29. Okay, so you're 29, so even higher on yeah. that than I am. You're almost then, off the charts. And then, and then <laughs> really? what's your second? Oh what's my your gosh. second? Uh, type 3, the achiever, 20. 20. Okay, so I'm closer to each other from the two types, and you are further apart. Does that make sense? You're more one oh, yeah, than yeah, you yeah. are the yep, other. Totally. And yep. I am almost... I'm, I'm almost the same and so that's why I'm almost like I'm I'm sort of be- going back and forth teetering on this idea that like I think I'm more tight too mm-hmm. Re- really I really am yeah. I, I, I find myself more as that that when you said it I was like the problems I've had in my life usually come from me being the two got it and but that's who I am yeah. I am a people pleaser in in, in most mm-hmm. situations I am that guy at any party who is like trying to tend to the needs of the yeah, situation yeah yeah and although I I feel like I'm a type seven from you know because it sounds exciting right doesn't it right like, it does like, like I'm the fun and the excitement yes. and I'm spontaneous it's like but if I really ask myself am I spontaneous I am usually if I'm in charge, mm-hmm. but sometimes I was like, Hey, let's drop everything we've been planning to do and go do this thing. I'd be like, <laughs> you know, so I kind of find myself maybe 50, 50 or a little bit more type two. Interesting. So it sounds like the type two, um, could be your most dominant, which means that the, the basic desire and the basic fear are probably the lens that you see the world through. Yeah. So if you were at a party and it was like just starting to wrap up and the energy was starting to die, but you felt like um, it wasn't quite ready to, to end yet, yeah. would you be the guy who goes and is like, let me throw some life into the party. Let me be goofy. Let me blast the music. Let me start dancing. Or would you be the guy who's like, well, it's kind of coming to an end and the host really needs some help. So I'm going to start cleaning things up and I'm going to start bringing things into the kitchen and make sure that the host doesn't have to do all this work herself. I really feel like I'm both. I I feel like I I know exactly (laughs) what you would do. Bo would help, but like while he was helping, he would have fun. And like, but you would definitely, but I feel like the difference between me is I would not help and I would just be like, let's get this party I'm definitely aware of what's happening Mm -hmm. at all times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're very helpful. I'm very aware of my surroundings and of people. I mean, it comes down to even when I'm at a dinner with friends or something, I'm listening to conversations otherwhere, other other places. I'm aware that the, the, you know, the waiter is irritated Mm -hmm. or not, or is having a conversation with somebody else. It looks like she's heated about it. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just aware of that. And so at a party situation like that, I would be like, okay, it's time to clean up. It seems like the host wants us to leave. I don't mind like, Hey, we're, we're still having a great time, but also helping like usher the the situation. He's thoughtful too. I feel like one of your things is not like, being uncouth or like rude like I feel like Bo is very like polite and thoughtful too yeah it sounds like it sounds like two is really strong in you and and I feel like that's like a very Star Wars thing to say (laughs) the two is very strong strong. in you (laughs) (laughs) number two I am your father (laughs) so anyway yeah so that those are that's a good distinction to have and a good to realize that like you have you can see how these different types kind of come alive for you yeah Yeah. okay absolutely i can totally say that i I connect with those two for sure totally so let's do an eight and then we'll talk about how bo and i can work with each other as seven (laughs) yes well we do eight eight and nine oh eight and nine that's Mm -hmm. right yep okay so we'll do eight and nine so the eights are the challengers the challengers are the natural born leaders they are also a very rigid type um whereas ones are rigid around this is the universal rule book and this is just how the way the world should work. Eights are like, fuck that. This is my way or the highway. So they are much more like, this is the way I want to do it. Mm. And if you're not going to be on my team, then like get off the boat because I don't need you here. Wow. So eights, um, they have a really difficult time uh, giving up control. They like to be in command. They like to be the person in charge. They like to be the decision makers. They step into that role very naturally, very easily. Yeah. They do not like to hand the reins over to other people because it scares them. So the the kryptonite for an eight is vulnerability. So everything that they do, their desire to be in control of everything is to kind of protect themselves from being vulnerable and from getting hurt because they don't they don't like that. You know, as twos, I don't mind being vulnerable. Too, I, can, yeah. I can connect with you on a deep level. I love that. I thrive on that. Yeah. But eights are like, hell no. So the growth spot for an eight, like when an eight is kind of in a really healthy spot, they're able to take on more of the characteristics of the two where they can be more aware of other people's needs, more in tune with other people. They can step back and let somebody else be in charge because they they know that they're not going to be hurt. So 
eights can be, because they're natural born, born leaders, they can be, there can be a lot of safety and security when a healthy eight is in charge. So when they're in a healthy spot, um, it brings a lot of comfort. Like if mm. we have a president who is a super healthy leader, a super healthy eight, the country can kind of relax into that a little bit. When you have a, um, an eight who's in a really unhealthy space and they're in a leadership position, it can totally wreak havoc on the whole team, on whatever it is they're leading. And it can be very scary and very disruptive to people. If you were to guess what, what number is our current president? <laughs> it's funny because I'm in some in, um, groups for the Enneagram on Facebook and people go back and forth on this a lot. I think it's hard to determine his type because I think that there's some personality disorders going yeah, on. Yeah, for sure. And there's a whole lot that's kind of clouding it. Sure. But I would think he's probably a three or an eight. He's either very um, kind of ego driven or very um, being in charge driven, very power driven. Gotcha. That's, I was thinking that too when you were saying like can't hold, like can't uh, hand over the reins because he's so scared of or someone's so scared of vulnerability that seems like it's like my way exactly. and yeah. o- I almost picture when you were saying that like a toddler just screaming like my way you know it, like, totally that's it mm-hmm. when they're in an unhealthy space right but a healthy space would be someone that you can count on to exactly. like manage something or yeah exactly now what about a nine Ooh. nines are the peacemakers ah. so nines are super chill super relaxed um, the ba- the main thing that they want the basic component to them is they just want harmony so they're like can't we all just get along um, they don't really they don't do conflict at all like they're kind of like the ostrich in the sand they will totally check out when conflict comes up because it to them conflict is like the most dangerous thing in the world so similar to a two they can kind of like dismiss their needs or put their needs aside for the sake of harmony um, to make sure it's a conflict-free zone whatever you know situation they're in but they don't really necessarily build the resentment that a two builds because twos when we do that we really want people to see our needs we just yeah. don't want to show them our needs we want them to just get it because twos kind of say you know other people are more important than me nines they're not about that they're just like whatever like let's just all relax let's just all calm down so if you know let's say that there's a group of people going out and they can't decide on the restaurant nines are going to be like i don't really care where we go i just want you guys to figure it out in a peaceful way oh my gosh i don't know friends with a lot of nines (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah twos are going to be more like oh i don't care where we go i just want to make sure everybody else is happy with the decision the nines are like i don't care if people are happy i just want there to be harmony about oh my gosh i can't think of that many nines in my life which is so funny yeah so okay so we've heard all one through nine Uh we kind of know what each one is uh, my question for you is, in your world, uh, especially in your dating world, when you meet someone, are you immediately like struck by what type they're probably they probably are yeah I would say some people wear their type on their sleeve where mm-hmm. you can kind of just look and get a sense um, you know I would I have to say that we shouldn't really type other people, even if we think we know what they are, because Uh, it does come down to the, these really internal motivators. And so just because the behavior looks a certain way, you don't necessarily know what's driving that. Um, I've dated my last boyfriend. In fact, we were together for about two and a half years and very early in the relationship, I had him take the Enneagram. So he knew my type. I knew his type. It helped us in certain ways. It, it helped me know how to support him because he was a type six, which is pretty foreign to me because I'm a type two. So I kind of, it helped me get a sense of like when he's not in a good space, this is what he needs Mm. or when change is coming up, this is how he can prepare for things. And he learned a lot about a type two. And so he like, there would be times we'd be fighting and he'd be like, is this your type two coming out? And I'm uh, like, fuck <laughs> you. I just imagine, yeah, I imagine him like <laughs> saying it like a dick. You're just a type two. No, he was super supportive about it, but I was like, God damn it, you're totally right, but you can't throw that in my face. This is my <laughs> thing, not your thing. So, so do you think it's good? It's almost like a good first step for, uh, not, couples therapy but to kind of understand your yeah your, your partner i see i'm on or to mission. understand yourself it, that's what it, it starts with understanding yourself and then under it's it's understanding yourself and then it's understanding that not everybody thinks the way you think so just because i think the world should be a certain way or i think certain things should happen doesn't mean that other people see it that way there might be other types that see it differently and that's okay and both are valid yeah you know as you're talking i'm i'm you know clearly thinking about each type and going like who in my life is that type mm-hmm. right I know. and i'm definitely it's funny i don't think that way normally i don't think like what what kind of person is this because you know in this case we can categorize somewhat you know you can categorize your friends and family and right. go oh they're definitely that they're definitely this and you think uh, they are but you don't know yeah, for sure. We yeah, don't know i don't motivators. know for sure yeah, but, but it's but like but we can kind of see yeah. some beha- you can rule out oh, right. someone is not acting like, someone's mm-hmm. definitely not a nine or right. someone's not right. a one right. um okay so how should two or, or i guess no we're, we're not gonna call Bo a seven anymore How's, i'm a seven I, two i'm a seven two you're having like a or are you I, a two I, seven because two 
I'm pr- he's I, having a, a reassignment I might even, surgery. I might, even be, I might even be a 2-7. <laughs> He's a two seven. I'm a two seven. Okay, okay, so how would a strong seven work with a two seven? Like, what what should you Bo made, and I even know? Even in that, you made it sound like a two seven isn't good enough. Fuck you, Meryl. I didn't Meryl. say that. He's fuck see, you. That's his childhood. How bullying. does a strong, confident seven no, no, deal no. with a? I meant two I'm seven. a strong. Like, fuck I, you. I mean, I'm strong in mine. This is a message to Luann Hufford. I oh, feel like Bo oh should have had my. childhood therapy. I love you. <laughs> his mom is Luann. And I feel like it's not too late. All right. All but right. I, respect, I love you. I respect choices amazing. that she All right. did as a mother. I'm just saying okay. that maybe as a two seven bow could have benefited to like punch a p- well, pillow. So my, I'm going to turn the question on you guys. Yes. And knowing yeah. what you know about. Let's Be just, nice. Be let's nice. just go with <laughs> seven and two because. Yeah. Right. So knowing what you know, what is one pitfall do you that you think could come up with the two of you working together? <sighs> okay. I'm closing my eyes. Um. A pitfall I, that could come up that could affect us. I know what mine is. Too. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, sometimes I feel like Bo puts in a lot of hard work and he needs to know that it's re- like reciprocated, which he knows I do a lot of hard work too. But I think sometimes he thinks that I just come in and like drop my purse, like, like do it for me and stuff, which is, I think he knows deep did down inside. Did you see that she just flipped her hair when mm-hmm. she said that? I did. You that's saw not, it, right? Yeah. But, <laughs> she but flips I think her hair like that's her period to every sentence when she's like, I'm important. Bo, yeah. Bo feeling like his hard work, which he does a lot of, is met, is important to him and me too. Like, I feel like I like to show him that I'm in on it too. And it's not just Bo like carrying yeah. our work together right isn't that important to you of course it's important to me yeah okay i would say that what? it would be really common go ahead no no no. You it would be really common for um sevens who are visionaries who like like they're big dreamers they don't really like to get down and dirty in the details and the logistics of things um where there could be an imbalance of work because a two is very much like, let me just make sure that all of this gets taken care of. I want to make sure that everybody is happy in this. And if somebody, you know, if there's a gap that needs to be filled, a two is going to jump in and fill it. So I could see where a seven and a two working together, there might be this imbalance where a seven Mm -hmm. could be like, I'm just going to come in. I'm going to do the fun stuff. Sevens like to do the fun stuff. They don't always like to do the hard work. Okay. So let me just say this. I have been surrounded in every major part of my life with a seven and I would be playing the part of the two. Meryl is my seven now, but I've had other sevens. My business partner is a seven. Yeah. I think maybe a little bit of an eight too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, relationships I've had in, in past sometimes th- they've been the seven. And I realize I've, I've always been the fucking two in <laughs> against the seven. I think that you are a two who really wants to be a seven. Oh, oh. I, oh, I have seven in envy. <laughs> you're like a seven groupie where you like you're <laughs> acting like. Well, no, I think that there are definitely parts of seven that, that yeah. I am. But then the role reversal would be an example where like Bo sets us up with a nice um, like what's it called? An Excel spreadsheet and stuff like right. that. And then but I have I dutifully fill it out like yeah. like to, to make but I do it to make Bo happy and to yeah. like um like commit to our creative relationship. Like I don't do it because I care about the structure. I do it because I'm like, Oh, I'm part of this partnership and I'm going to do my part because I like, and that's a really, that's a really healthy seven approach to have to be like, I don't want to do this. I get that this is not important to me, but I understand it's important to the process. Yes. So I have to do it. Yes. And I respect Bo's process. Exactly. And so, yeah. And Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, please. So for, for you, but I'm just curious, like if Meryl came in one day and was like, you know what, Bo, you, you do the spreadsheet all the time. Let me take it over. Let's just see how it goes with me doing it for, you know, a month or so. Like, would you be able to be like, okay, sure. Uh, I, okay. So that that's a good example. Maybe not with the spreadsheet, but like with some of the creative parts, like if she said, you know, what, I'll do the editing. There's no way I would let her do it because I well, have also really like in a in a weird way Bo's like freakishly talented in like artwork in editing and so, like Bo's better at like skills almost you know yeah. and so so like I have tried to be like to take a load off and be like I'll teach myself to do this artwork and it ended up looking like a kindergartner <laughs> because I spent three minutes on it that's all I could do but right. I appreciate her her effort and I'm like no I'll help you do it I, I don't mind doing that because I have a my standard for what we are trying to put out is yeah. very high mm-hmm. and I know that we can and that's why I think that's why our podcast has had some success mm-hmm. is because people will look at it and from the outside in it's all quality mm-hmm. you know even when we're talking about dicks like it's still a quality <laughs> conversation yeah uh packaged in a quality like, like just a ball sack a, <laughs> dangling a with dick inside. packaged inside of a ball sack <laughs> right so, so that's the kind of thing too is that i uh 
it you're right where sometimes he does a lot of the work but it's also because he's like very talented mm-hmm. in a lot of realms whereas i like not that i don't have a lot of to offer but i kind of bring the like the me and the everything yeah. like that and so right you know right. but that, right. that's worth something well I, I you said some very nice things about me i appreciate that and of course i have lots of nice things to say about you as well i don't know any of them right now <laughs> but i just uh, no, but it's like we definitely play our, our own parts. Yes. And to hear this makes sense to me. It's like, yeah, she is more that. I am more this. And I think also we are very similar in a lot of ways. And that's why she and I can walk into any room together, which we do plenty of times. And we immediately are like the the energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, my, my sense, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but my sense is that, Bo, you can be a little bit chameleon-like as well. And so if you... Um, if there's not a seven who's around you, you can step into that seven role yeah. and be fun and energetic and the life of the party and let other people maybe be more of a two role. But if the dynamic is different and there's a seven, then you kind of see maybe this two part needs to be played up a little more. So you're very comfortable stepping into that. Too. Yeah. Yes. Like times that we have to go somewhere to podcast, like I can't help but be a little bit late and I have like hot sauce on my forehead and stuff and like, and Bo's good at being like, no, we have to make it here on time. So I, but I feel like normally if he had someone that was a little bit like a six, then he could be the fun one and yeah. like be like, Woo. right. It's funny. The thing that I strive for, I've said this before, which is I just want to sit in the back seat with the window open and let the wind hit my face. Cause I don't have hair, but like <laughs> let the wind hit me and just fall asleep. Like I did when I was a kid, I just want to let go. Yeah. But there's so few people in my life that have the, step up quality to like say no i've got this i'll take care of it and then i trust them so but there's not that many people that are like as talented as you which i mean in a nice way like i can't think of a lot of people that have as many of your like good skills i appreciate that i mean that you're very nice i mean that i really really mean it i really mean it i don't want those skills i don't care about those skills but like i appreciate those well and clearly this podcast would be nothing without you oh my god so I know that's so sweet. We both play our parts and then it just works out. Your personalities play very well together. Oh my gosh. But when it's not, I'm trying to think of our conflict. We don't really, oh, oh. So like, uh, the only conflicts we've had is kind of like coming up with like titles. Like I think sometimes too, when I do have a vision, I'm sure of it and it's like very strong Mm -hmm. and I can't like let it go because like it's it's not often I feel like definitely yes but when I do it like has to be that otherwise I will crumble to the ground mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah. that so I think like sometimes when Bo lets me have that then I'm like okay like if I could if I'm sure about like one title of our podcast then like 13 can be his choices but like when I when I know something it like has to be that otherwise I will like develop pneumonia or something like something very <laughs> dramatic yeah. like you know what I mean so yeah like I have to have my vision uh, come to play. I would almost be like, rather be like by myself, like sad, but with my vision come to play than yeah. than with like harmony or anything. Like right. That, it, Cause you know? it's, you're, you get very committed to the vision that you have because yeah. it's so rare that you can settle in and zero in on one particular vision. Exactly. Exactly. Totally. And then I'm like, I, I'm like, it just has to be right. Not mm-hmm. in general, but for me. And so, well, and like, so sevens can have that rigidity when things are very, very important to them. They can have that rigidity. One of the clients that I work with is a executive director of the nonprofit of a nonprofit. And she is, um, She's a seven and I love her to death. And I always say sevens are really, really fun to work with until they're not. And you know that moment when they're not fun anymore because it's too chaotic because they're kind of bouncing all over the walls <laughs> or they become like a dog on a bone with one idea and they want it done this way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay so oh, that's like, really interesting it all is that. so interesting it's um okay wait so say again where people could take the test if they wanted to take the test so people can take the test at um enneagraminstitute.com so that's www.enneagraminstitute.com this is where i send everyone to take the test and just spell enneagram one more time e-n-n-e-a-g-r-a-m okay cool awesome. and if people wanted to uh seek you out for coaching for whatever sure. how can they do that they can go to enneagramconsulting.com that's my website awesome. and they can contact me and we'll talk about what it can look like oh my gosh i really want to hear from some of our campers numbers yeah. and then share them with you and be like we have a bunch of fours listening i'm not yeah. sure about this but like <laughs> i love i feel like ones we have turned off like way long yeah. ago um wow yes well thank you christine thank you're you so we amazing love you. thank you so yeah, much for all the information so, so so awesome thank you yeah. for having me i was really a pleasure and i feel honored to be on your show here oh my God. Oh, i love talking about this so anytime awesome thank you all right we're out of here
<laughs> my mind is blown. Your mind is blown. I'm going to relate to everyone differently except all the ones in my life. I'm going to shove all the yeah. ones in my life in my trunk and drop I, them off. I really do realize, and I think I said this, but like, I'm way more a two than I am a seven. And you're yeah. way more a seven. Like, uh, yeah, so it's funny. Um, this gives me a lot of insight. This gives me a lot of insight in life. <laughs> was that a burp? <laughs> it was. You burped I did just not. now. Yes, it gives did. me a lot of indigestion. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was really great. And she's awesome. Yeah, she's, she's really so awesome. kind. And uh, so. So we'll link to when we post this, I will post on our Facebook Campfire Shit Show and our Instagram Campfire Shit Show the link of how you can take the test too. And yeah. we really, really want to hear back from you guys. I think it'll be really yeah. fun to hear like what numbers a lot of we'll our campers start, are. Yeah, on our Instagram, you should uh, on our post type in uh, what number you are. Exactly. Like it, when you get your results back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put in like what you are, and we'd love to hear it, especially from our friends and and listeners and. It'd be really cool. So exactly, and well, it's cheap. Cool. It's like I think it's like twelve dollars to take the test. It's like super cheap. Yep. So, jump on there, see it, check her out. Uh, thanks again to Christine. And we what else? You. We, we yeah. You have we'll, a really nice face. Yeah. The audience talking to the audience. Yeah, yeah. You have a nice face too. Gosh, though. hey, hey, audience, you look good today. Yeah. Damn. Those what, jeans are tight, are, but I'm digging it. Are you doing something different? Are you eating different? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. So there's a, there's a glow about you. Water? You're drinking more water? What? Nice. Yeah. Well. You're looking good. Good as hell. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a new level of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> we okay. love you out there. Until next time, we'll see you. And thanks for tuning into this shit show. Bye. This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was produced by me, your friendly camp counselor, Jeremy Stack. Hey campers, if you want to be the next camper of the week, email campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Merrill on Instagram at campfireshitshow, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Good night, kids. Sleep tight.